The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and we're in the last eight. Our thanks to Ivan Golak for being our special guest this week. You just wish he would have been a tad more confident at times. You can join the conversation on our socials, we're at Dude Fox Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Forfer Review, Stay at Home Scrandis Liga, Kelly Preview, Lottery, Who Am I, Loan Report, and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 95 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hello, I'm Sean Dillon, and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox Podcast, and what is a cloudy, rainy day, despite a wonderful week of brilliant weather for all those, and I'll say it now, arseholes that have been on annual leave this past week. Andy in particular, we could... Might have been me. Might have been me. <laughs> it's uh, it's been some weather for it you've had, and uh, it comes to the day we think, hey, we need to spark a barbecue up. Here we are, stuck indoors. No barbecue. <laughs> We're four mile apart, but it is what it is. Um, obviously, Friday night football returned. How did you fill your Saturday with no football? Saturday when no football was spent up the Sidlaws because it was a glorious day, unlike today as we record this run. Uh, so it was a good day there was a wee bit of frisbee getting thrown as well uh, I've, I've, I tried to get Leo a football the other night couldn't I get a football in Asda or where else did I go went to another shop no footballs so I managed to convince him he didn't want a football he wanted a two pound frisbee so I was throwing a frisbee but quite badly I may add has is, is it made it home? no <laughs> okay no so it's still stuck up there someplace no, it's in the car. Oh. It's, uh, it's it's going to stay in the car. It's going to travel with us wherever we go. Uh, ultimate Frisbee Championship champions. Wasn't that champion or nothing other than shite throws, really? <laughs> but that, that that thing, you know, despite playing on a on a Friday, you've still got the weekend to mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of occupy yourself. Friday night football on the TV on the plastic. Seen it all before against a part-time opposition, a part-time team <laughs> who are not in the best of form. That's only one way it was going to go. Yeah, how did it go for you? Well, before it, the way I thought it would go, I thought we would win one or two nothing, and I thought we would all be like that. Well, that was key, and that was kind of what I felt at the end of it. Uh, we won one nothing. We are safely through. It's four in a row. Unbeaten in six, I think. What uh, one defeat in nine? Mm-hmm. But but yet people like me moan. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, before you get into the real moaning, um, Richard Foster's a good lad. Eh? <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a wee bit unprofessional of him to say that, uh, to say the least. But uh, I mean, he was he was all over the radio yesterday as well. I heard him uh, when I was coming back for the the Sidlaws. So he's obviously not been binned or reprimanded for it maybe a wee I think I put the match off almost at the full time whistle on Friday and, and I saw from people posting on Twitter that he was kind of making like a jokey apology so it's a word obviously got back to him but like whether it's tongue in cheek or no and I'm, I've no doubt it was you, you can't be wishing injuries on, on players eh? that's, that's no cool just keep playing it's alright no it's not right. good <laughs> that's no good at all but he said what he said and he probably offered up a shitey token apology mm. and Abdi will forget about it. I think for, um, obviously, 
like Sky's coverage gets gets a bad gets a knock mm. a lot. You know, whether it's the wrong graphic up, the wrong teams, or just the totally loving with the old firm, but it wasn't a great on Friday <laughs> overall. No. I mean, no. Boys didn't even care the draw had been done. No, they didn't care the draw had been done. We kept we kept getting told that uh that Forfar were excellent all night. Really? Mm. I didn't think they were excellent no. at all. <laughs> no, Never no. mind at all night. No. I thought they started the game better for the opening fifteen minutes, but that was well, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? Were they excellent compared to how they have been? Possibly, probably, but yeah. I dare say boys like McFadden and Fost- Foster's possibly seen them. He'll have played against yes. them because he's at that level now. But McFadden, I'll know he's seen them. Uh, the lassie, Crichton, I'll know he's seen much of them, I wouldn't think. But the, yeah, the, the pundits, the, the, they weren't a great on Friday at all. And it was really, really poor for, for Foster. Aye. Two changes. Then the goalie change mm. uh, happens. Uh, I think, like you say, I thought they, they started slightly better in the first half. I don't know if we just were too relaxed maybe going into the game until it started. And mm-hmm. when there are a couple of, I'll say opportunities because I'm not even going to say real chances because I still am not sure Dennis made a save. I think maybe made one very comfortable save, took a couple of crosses, but there was the, the odd occasion when a big long ball came and it would just seem to be a wee bit of square on the centre halves and maybe a bit too high at times and we got caught out, but nothing overall. Uh, until they got the free kick on the edge of the box early, I thought, oh no. Mm. Like, <laughs> because anybody could score a free kick. Uh, yeah, so you, you hit a watch for that. And then obviously it just ended up in the, in the, peck, the pest land behind the goal or whatever. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it, was, it was a frustrating watch. It was frustrating. And then in the first half, we got into it and then Nicky Clark hits the bar mm-hmm. right at the edge. And I just thought, if that goes in, it changes probably every unfit, a team talk to, to whatever. But we didn't seem at the races for a lot of that first half. Too many, maybe too many touches. The Listen, the pitch, they were saying the pitch was really dry and it did seem to take an awful lot of baubles at times. But again, shouldn't be an excuse. You managed to train on it and all this kind of stuff. But people were taking too many touches or... When we did get into a cross, the cross obviously was was hitting the first man. It was over hitting everyone, and nothing really clear cut until Jamie Robson launches a bar. <laughs> Shanklin gets between the two defenders, takes a good touch, and you're banking your hoose on him to score it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's more a poor finish than a really good save. Not taking none away from Mark McCallum, but he should have burst the net. And if yeah. Nicky Clark goes in, you're going two 0 up. It's a different game, but. For yourself, for the first half, was it a bit meh? It was massively meh. It was, as you said, Forfar started probably the slightly better team, uh, but that's that's no a surprise to me. Usually that happens because they they teams have they've literally got nothing to lose. Forfar, in particular, like they've been minging all season. They've only won two games. Both away from home. I think the commentators, one of the facts that they did get right was saying that Forfar haven't won at home for about 15 months. Now, albeit we've no, they've no played football 15 months consecutively because of the pandemic and whatever. But uh, it wasn't a good Forfar team at all. Uh, but I, I still felt as as much as we weren't a great and we really weren't a great, uh, I, I felt that we controlled pretty much most of the match. Probably about 75 to 70 minutes of that match, we controlled it without looking like we were actually two leagues above the team that we were playing. Yeah, but we is, is that because the pitch is a leveller? 
maybe, but we, we should be doing better. Uh, I mean, it could even be that we didn't, you, you didn't take it as serious as you should. You know, I, I, I don't know. You don't know. The, the thing is, we won. We won. But it's the, the people, the people that I'm, and I'm one of them, uh, but the people that I see after the game complaining about certain things, it's no because you've won to get into the quarterfinals of the cup because that's ultimately all that matters in a cup tie is that you win. It's just too often this season we've played at the level of the opposition. So when you come up, we've came up against Peterhead and we were soundly beaten that day, albeit only 1-0, but they deserved it. Mm-hmm. And we've struggled against Partick, we've struggled against Forvar, we've struggled against Kelty. They're not even in the leagues. We just seem to drop to whatever level of the opposition for whatever reason. And and that's where people's grievances are coming from. That's, that's the frustrations. Uh, I mean, and whose fault is that? I, I've, I've honestly no idea. Is it the players taking their eye off the ball because they think this will be easy? Who, who knows? It was just like we couldn't get into second gear or even get out of second gear. I'm not sure. We never got through the gears. That's probably what Absolutely, I'm trying to say here. Uh, just really flat at times. Mm-hmm. You know, and the final ball no great or too many touches or trying to may- maybe make a fourth Barcelona-esque tiki-taka pass yeah. when we didn't need it or, yeah. you know and, th- and then listen I'm the same boy that kind of had a wee go at Shankland and McNulty the other week for shooting for about 30 yards against Hamilton but I just sometimes do wish boys would have a go mm. like Peter Pollitt finally yeah. did here go and it seemed to bobble its way in but just here go yeah it went in you didn't shoot you didn't score mm. But it, it, yeah, it, it was quite flat. Half time, no sure what was said. But like you, uh, I agree with you. I think they, we did control the game without being brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. But we certainly made, we had more, you know, we had 65% possession. You look at the stats, we had 12 shots, five on target. They only had one on target. They made a lot of chances. Yeah. But I still think we could sit here now and we'd probably still be just 1 0 up. You know, just because the way it went, it was just one of those yeah, games. That yeah, quite possibly. We we just frustrating though. We we didn't bat our teams at all. No. I think we beat Livingston three uh, nil. That's about the biggest result that we've had this season. I think apart from Brechin, but pff, Christ, uh, me and you could probably get twelve boys or eleven boys off the street that would comfortably see off Brechin these days. Listen, I was just about to say Stephen Doris is still playing. There's there's a chance for me yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm 38 and what will be 39, but come on. But you're two stone lighter than him. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, I tell you, but again, like you say, the, the part-time teams, they've got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. Yeah. And they, they went for it. They started, they, they went for it for the start. You I know, know, but that's, that's where professionalism's got to come into it. You know, you've got to... The better fitness does usually pay off, but... The amount, of, the amount of times you see a game where a team at our level against a team a couple below and it's quite tight, maybe for 70 minutes and then, you know, the game will finish 3 or 4 nil. That never looked like happening on Friday. But you just you just wanted the ref to blow the bloody whistle. One, to get through to the next round and two, to end the agony on my peepers because what I was watching was not the greatest. Um, have you... Uh, I don't know, it's one of these things. Is it, it's maybe been favourites. Does it maybe not sit well with we? Like, obviously, we're going to play Living's, uh, Aberdeen next mm-hmm. uh, next week. Um, we'll not do a massive preview in that because we've got Kelly to speak about with on Wednesday. But we'll go into that not as favourites. I'm quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know, despite our record against Aberdeen, you know, uh, no scored against No, them, of course. Of new course. manager bounce yet again. Yeah, we're the away team. They, they should be favourites. I mean, I'd, I'd 
I don't look at bookmakers' odds or anything like that, but just on league position alone, they should be favourites. I know that they've been on a, a fairly stinking run and they haven't beat us all season. I didn't even think they've scored against us this season. So we've got nothing to fear and it's a winnable tie for us. It's also a one-off game. Anything can happen. Uh, so, well, I mean, you could only hope that it suits us better than a Friday night away at Forfar. You just want to be, you just want the players up for it, which I'm sure they will be because it's a chance to get to Hamden. Okay, it's only the semi-final, but a lot of these players, that's that's a big carrot for them to get there to, to play at the National Stadium the, in front of their fans. And there'll be a few of them that have no done that. Of course, there'll be loads of them that have no done it. You know? Yeah, so what, what better incentive? And then you're only, again, you're, I mean, you're three three games away for lifting silverware and regardless of me slating players all season, they could be legends. They could be club legends within three games. Where does it sit? sit with you compared to like Partick because we, we said the Partick game wasn't it wasn't a great either in terms of performance at times and we got out of jail at the end mm. how did you compare it similar yeah just kind of similar it's it's a job done I suppose at the end of the game that's what you're thinking job done I mean if you if you look back on it in years to come there's no many aspects of the game that you're going to look back and think oh mind when that happened or mind of that goal no, it was just a job done. You might look back on the Partick game and think, mind Nicky Clark shoved the boy into his end keeper. But uh, actual decent football on show, there wasn't really much. Mm. Um, I think we've said this loads of times about, you know, on the park, decision-making at times is no great. Slack passes, missed chances, too many touches. Like, are, we, are we still trying to find a way to play? Or is that the problem? I mean, we, we set up in this diamond, which is obviously something that the manager's liking at the moment. One, one thing I like about it, and I'm, I'm saying this laughing, is that I don't think you can have a rigid formation when you've got somebody like Adrian Sporla in there. Mm. But I like the fact he's a little bit like that. He's very, he'll go, mm -hmm. chase balls down, chase lost causes, and really go for it. At the same time, if you're playing better opposition... My worry would be You're if he's chased the ball down, of course, and then he's really exposed. But again, well, we've not actually mentioned the, the changes, right? So he brings Peter Paul in, brings Nicky Clark in, Ian Hartz goes out, and Jander Fuchs come out, resting or whatever. Because Fuchs has played every game apart from when he was injured. He's also been off at the last couple of games, I would say. Yes, uh, in my opinion, I think he's not been up to his usual excellent standards. So perhaps it was that. Perhaps it was the surface maybe it was he's carrying a wee niggle or something but and Ian Hartz's hair was out of place so that's why he was dropped I yeah, believe yeah so probably uh, knew you you thought you were going to be on the on the, on on the ladder, ladder with the young boys. lads <laughs> you wouldn't need it in obviously no clearly you were the ladder <laughs> um, so we, we change it like that but again the formation stays the same but like I'm saying it's just it's a wee bit disjointed when you when you looked at where boys were meant to be like I I could tell myself, I think Adrian Spoiler is meant to be playing the left side of this diamond, mm -hmm. but it's in between Shantland and McNulty at one but point. But he's on the right wing right now. Yeah, well, there was one point that I think Mark McCallum had the ball uh, to play out, and he was in behind Shantland. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that, I mean, if you're a, if you're a forward thinking attacking mm, team, that goes for you yeah. because who the, if you're the opposition, you're like, who the hell's meant to be marking this boy? Getting the boys on the other side of the park saying, well, he was over here a minute ago. So it can work to your benefit, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It can leave you a little bit exposed against better teams. But Forfar are one of these better teams that, that should leave you exposed against. What about when Mark McCallum thought he was messy? <laughs> yeah, 
Don't spot, like, didn't he? Spoil a Paul Duta. Yeah, just mashed up. Uh, well, <laughs> just go in and get the bar. It's, he just, I'm not sure if he thought the keeper was... You should, you should never pull out anyway, because if you do get nailed for the keeper, then the keeper's off. And you've probably got, I can't imagine if it was in the box or just outside, but... But the keeper's off. The keeper's off. Yeah. Ah, so, didn't be pulling out, but yeah, he did. The keeper got lucky. <laughs> Couldn't believe when he, he just had the audacity to nip past Shankland and then it was like, uh-oh. And then he played the bar right to Nicky Clark, but uh, I think it was, it was umpteen it was, bodies in front. Yeah, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, everybody's shouting shoot, but it wasn't on. Uh, job done, like you say, in getting through, but uh, still frustrating, isn't it? Still a frustrating... 90 minutes yeah, of course of course it's, it's massively frustrating it's not the sort of it's people's people have said it it's it's no entertaining nah you're you're right it's no entertaining but <laughs> again would you have taken it you just want to get it's a cup tie uh, regardless of what's went on before and how we've played the game on friday was a one-off cup tie you had to win to get into the next round and in that regard it's job done mm-hmm. kept a clean sheet we're fairly comfortable overwhelmingly uninspiring but clean sheet and a win yeah 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 it's hard to talk it up because of what we've saw and because of the way that we got the win but it is a win and I'm no sitting here like a a daft fanboy just getting all excited about it like genuinely it was a poor watch as it has been for a number of games this season but it's a cup tie and we won uh-huh. so I don't want to greet too much about it are you liking the fact that the Scottish Cup rounds are very, very quick in coming round with this new format? Well, that is what it is. It's, I've no... I think the, the biggest thing is if you go out. Like, if you win the last round, that's mm. two Saturdays you're inactive. Yeah. You know, when they game. Yeah, and we done like three weeks. No, no, we done it. And it's we... looking like next, well, the Aberdeen game. I don't know when. That's probably going to get moved. Are they not all on TV? In the quarter I believe final. so, yeah. Two so, on BBC. So it's not going to be three premium. o'clock. If we're lucky, it'll be on Saturday, but it'll be tea time. Uh, or maybe dinner time. But yeah, so it's it's going to get moved. It's going to get moved. So like Sunday, nah, four o'clock or something. <laughs> that would just really piss us off. Uh, but yeah, you just, uh, again, I keep repeating myself, uh, you just want to be in the heart for the next round, even though there's no heart, because the draws already been made. Well, 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 it depends who you are because some well, people didn't know that. No, that, well, the people that should have known that didn't know that. Yeah, uh, frustrating one, but through. Um, on to the next one is Wednesday night. Hey, let's play on plastic again. Well, we're used to that now. Uh, Kilmarnock are uh, the opponents. They beat Montrose 3 1 mm-hmm. at the weekend. Uh, obviously we'll hear more about Mr Mockray and his performance a bit later on the loan report uh, but this is one of those games that was moved due to the, the funeral that was happening 11.45 kick off for, uh, for Montrose against Kelly a professional job, they got the job done the early goal probably helped them a hell of a lot uh, they're starting to find a wee bit of forum in terms of they're getting a couple of goals but they're still fighting for their life mm-hmm. End of the day, results, people can say now, you know, listen, if somebody says to me, you can lose all four games from now on in, but we'll, we'll, you've got, you'll be in the final of a Scottish Cup, I'm taking it, but... Quite possibly. We need to, uh, we need to go out there on uh, and, and avenge a, a really couple of shite performances at Rugby Park this season. Yeah, well, uh, probably, well, we've only played there once, have we not, this season? 
No, 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 this is the third trip, right enough. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, that was probably the scene of our worst performance, like the 4 nothing cuffing. That was piss poor. Uh, I mean, and that's saying something. But it's it's a chance to... Uh, are they still in the, the playoff spot? I think they are. They're 11th. They're certainly not doing very well. No, because yeah. Hamilton are rooted. I'm sure, Kelly... What I'm trying to say is, it's a chance to keep them doing there because the less plastic pitches in the Premier League the better so get rid of them just get rid of them it's going to be a tough game though they've got a difference maker up front these days with Lafferty uh, love him or hate him he's a decent player he's a good finisher and he could take a goal uh, the surface obviously we didn't particularly play great on these historically but the last two games that we've played are number one so all to play for I just hope the players are up for it I've no reason to believe that they want to be it'll be interesting to see if or how many changes there are because it's a nothing league game for us and uh, the manager might want to just mix it up and rest a couple for the bigger game at the weekend. Uh, I certainly, I think um, Callum in the paper had alluded to probably Benji would probably miss Wednesday. Mm. You would think, but again, as a precaution, if he was a slight doubt, rest him. Of course, yeah. You know. Of course, leave him out. I was I was surprised, <laughs> but it did, it did make me laugh later on. I was surprised Hottie was nowhere to be seen and I, I actually... I tweeted the club myself saying, is it because he's cup-tied? And then somebody responded, well, going by your loan report a few weeks back, he will be cup-tied. So I made an absolute horse's ass of that. So he, he was cup-tied, but it'd be interesting to see if he comes into the manager's thoughts. Because when he came on last week at Hamilton, he'd done nothing wrong. I thought he looked all right. Were you saying that Chalmers possibly injured? I would think so, yeah. He's yeah. been there, there the last couple of weeks. So there's no reason to leave him out, I wouldn't yeah. have thought. Again, it could be the surface, given it was an ankle injury. Yeah. Well, he was on the bench last week, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, strange one. And that was a thing as well on, on Friday. There was two guys, uh, Adam Hutchison and Darren Watson, I think, were on the bench for us. But they had played in the afternoon against uh, St. Murn under-18s. Uh, so it was strange. So going on the back of that, the, the Watson inclusion in particular, because he's a forward player, if Chalmers isn't there, we could only assume that he's carrying a knock. Uh, Hamilton bottom 27 points Kilmarnock 11th of 29 Ross County 10th with 30 points and has an 8 point gap but again those three teams are just vying for 10th right now they'll know yes really care yeah uh, I think they'll obviously it's a Tommy Wright team he of course doesn't doesn't quite enjoy or doesn't like yeah. us and we don't care no uh, but they, they are going to be fighting for it but like say if, if we do change things uh, around fair enough but I think we still have to go be professional about it try and put the ball in the net more than them which is the most important thing and and get through and get through the game like I say because the bigger game's going to come on uh, well especially the bigger game right now is is the cup I mean we are secure yeah no, we want no to question seventh, don't get us wrong but we want to try and get through yep uh, no question that. and did you see any of the Aberdeen Livy game uh, a couple of the goals <sighs> I didn't see much wasn't they, up that much like the no. goals were good but the game wasn't great although Joe Lewis went off injured keeper he went off with rib injury and uh, uh, we kind of sit here and say we hope he's injured run before, before I, 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 see, was, I see your wee wheels turning no no no, no I'm just he, <laughs> the, the number ones went off so uh, I mean is it going to be the battle of the number twos possibly oh, that's that sounds, a fair battle I mean after a curry the other night jeez <laughs> sounds like Andy Crichton's grandest league there. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that um, Aberdeen away in the next round what an away day it would have been what would have been class. Would have been. been class. Would have been uh, a big travelling support. Mm. Probably a big home support as well. 
Right, you've mentioned that, Scrandisliga. We're putting two mugs up for grabs. Uh, do we just start with... Uh... Well, yeah, you start with who's no winning. And uh, the clear winner of the you're no getting a mug trophy was Andy Crichton for his tinned burgers that looked like a dog would turn its nose up at it. So He's on the Sunblast as well, yeah, the best of years. Was it Sunblast or something? The Sunblast was all right. I mean, that was a, a decent choice of bread. But then the, he just ruined the whole thing by dumping this thing this concoction out of tin on top of it but the big man must like it <laughs> he must like it I dare say he loved it he enjoyed it but phew, he got pillars for it <laughs> and in my opinion rightly so so the ones that I've shortlisted we've, we've got a guy we mentioned Ali Heather uh, and, and Ryan McGuinness so they were up at four for working for the club doing the match report and whatever but they went up and they got a fish supper now fish supper can't bait it and four for you got to hit Brady. Got, got to be a Brady. Brady Alley and Ryan. Jeez, he peeps. Also, there's no proof. It's just well, a bag. It's, it's a box. A bag and a smile. And, a, well. and Ryan with a, a laptop in the middle of the street. I mean, it's there's a lot going on in the photo. And no hint of a fish, not a chip. <laughs> no, nah, it's probably a red pudding. Uh, <laughs> quite possibly. Uh. Uh, another mention is for Angela. She has won before though, so she can't win this time. I am ruling her out. But she had some, she had burger, burger chips and a wee bit of spicy sauce on that, looking tremendous. Tin burger or? Well, it didn't look like a tin burger to me. Did not look like a tin burger to me. And then we've got Arab in Exile, who's had chili beef nachos with all the accompanying stuff. Oh, a tin of Rockshore. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a bit of me, that looked broth. That looked tremendous. Uh, we've got Paul Wright, Wrighty DUFC 1994. Uh, my very first Scrandis Liga stay at home went all out with the Taza Chicken Chasney washed down with a bottle of Peroni Whoa. come on United oh, uh. that's one of the winners Rondo I'll say that right now Oofed. that's definitely one of the winners Oofed. but the, if, if there's a like a tiering of winners this is the ultimate winner it's Flow Stars 3 for his steak burger caramelised onions cheese bacon mac cheese croquette and the obligatory chips it just looks tremendous I mean if that mug arrives there in one piece I'll be amazed well he he, he, he is from a far flung part oh, of, of the earth that's alright you've got no thought about that with all the ch- customs charges <laughs> or what I get hit now he'll get hit with them and I just yeah, reverse it yeah, like you first, do with your phone call for prison first cool. shout uh, <laughs> first shout uh, so Stars and Paul Wright are the two winners okay yeah bother <laughs> Rondo's sweating there I'll, 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 I'll the buy the postage myself okay it's fine it's no issue <laughs> anyway what did you have uh, what did I have what did I have I had a chicken on a roll shite so you had a chicken no not a fully chicken fully no it was uh, a roll. it was like chicken spicy chicken fillets or something on a couple of rolls I say a roll it was a couple of rolls it was, it, was, ugh, it was an easy tea, what can I say? That was not as bad as Andy Crichton, so I'm quite I'm quite comfortable admitting that my tea was substandard compared to his. Cheers for bailing us out of the shite, Andy. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on. We will move on. Uh, I suppose we better let you run riot with uh, any loan reports or academy or anything else you want to talk to us about. We'll do that then. We'll start off with Chris Mockery at Montrose. It was a fairly poor week for Montrose as they lost away to Partick on Thursday night before 
Just 39 hours later, having to face Kilmarnock away in the Scottish Cup at quarter to 12 on Saturday morning. As Ronnie's always uh, already said, crazy scheduling. As for Chris, he was rested on Thursday, remaining on the bench for the whole game, but he was restored to the lineup at Kilmarnock on Saturday, where he had a no-bad game. It wasn't an overly successful match for Montrose, not, not unsurprisingly, uh, as they were knocked out of the Cup 3-1. Chris himself managed 69 minutes before being subbed off. Kieran Freeman at Peterhead. Sheep has again played the full 90 minutes for Peterhead at full back as they have gone down to a 2-1 defeat away to East Fife. Peterhead did take the lead but then went down to 10 men in the 68th minute and from there on in the tie swung towards the Fifers with two goals in the last 19 minutes sealing the win. Turn the page. Ross Graham at Cove, Lewis Nielsen and Kai Fotheringham at Falkirk. In what was a battle of the Tanadice loanees, it was big Ross Graham that came out on top. All three loan players started the match with Ross managing the full 90 minutes and the lads at Falkirk being subbed off in the 69th minute. By that time, Cove were already two goals to the good. The result pulls everything incredibly tight at the top of League One, with Falkirk now only leading Cove on goal difference, and that's only by one goal, with Ian McCall's monkey mob for Mary Hill a point behind both. Next week fixtures also throw up more of our loanies going head-to-head with Montrose at home to Cove and Peterhead at home to Falkirk. Paul McMullen at Dundee. It was Dunfermline nil, Dundee nil. Wing wizard McMullen has again played the full 90 minutes in this damp squib of a match. No more to be said about it. Adam King and Nathan Cooney at Wraith. There were two games for Wraith this week. Adam has played a part in both and Nathan has had to make do with a place on the bench in both. In midweek, Adam has managed the full 90 minutes as Wraith have won away 1-0 in Dumfries. We all know how that's not an easy fixture. At the weekend, Adam has kept his place in the starting lineup for the Rovers when their 2-1 win away at Alloa. A result that sees Alloa, our old Friday night nemesis, relegated to League One. These two results give Wraith a five-point cushion over Dundee as they remain firmly on course to finish second. The under-18s. In what was another disappointing result, the young lads lost their first home league game of the season on Friday to St Myrne. Goals at either side of the half were enough to take the points back down the road to Paisley as the Saints ran out 2-0 winners. That's Jardinar Castello. Thanks very much. Uh, the kilt walk's only a week away. Uh, people have probably completed as good as the full lot by now. And uh, next week they'll be hoping for, what, a day like this probably, eh? Ideally, yes. Yeah, no too hot, no pushing around. That's what you're looking for. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> uh, overcast. If you still want to drain and throw your back in through some of the team, if you head to our Twitter or social medias or whatever there are uh, retweets and that if you just look down the timeline to some of the team that are taking part and uh, all the best of luck to you for next weekend uh, is it is it on the Sunday or is it it's the Sunday so, yeah uh, and I think they're kicking off the ones that are doing it for the United Community Trust are kicking off at the V&A from I think it's half past eight I think they've maybe got to leave in two different groups because of the numbers uh, but yeah around about half eight at the V&A and what they do is they walk towards Moneyfeath right along the front, come back on themselves, on the green circular, and you basically, you do a lap of the city and you finish back at the V&A, usually about seven and a half, eight hours later. So you're thinking that's going to be about four o'clock or something, between three and four? Half, half, half four, I would say. Half mm. four, five. What about you for yourself, half twelve? 
one. Fuck, easy, easy. I, 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 I usually run half hour on you, can me? But I mean, you've got to factor in the, the stop for a push at Sainsbury's at the bottom of Douglas as well. So, you know, if there's a queue in the toilet, might add on a couple of extra minutes. Be, be uh, get yourself hydrated, fueled up the night before, loads of carbs. Well, I would recommend the spiciest curry you could. I mean, it'll get you moving faster if the toilet's eight mile away. <laughs> and that wee waddle, that wee, that wee, that wee, uh, that walking thing, that quick walk thing when they do the wee wiggle. Nah, no, hear that. Uh, but yeah, all the best, everyone, doing that, uh, the cut walk uh, next week. Uh, the Supporters Foundation now has 1,800 members as they head towards 2,000. You can visit dusf.scot forward slash pledge for more details. Uh, the United Futures Lottery jackpot has not been won this Friday. It's £2,000 this coming week. Uh, the Elite 50-50 matchday draw first prize was £300 on Friday night. Ticket number 110472. It's no mine. And a second prize of £100 to ticket number 110498, which is also no mine. You can sign up and get the details, unitedlottery.co.uk. Remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. Right then, it's time for Who Am I? <laughs> Five clues about a former United player, but who indeed are they? I could still be here now for last week getting clues and I wouldn't get it right. I mean, I, I thought I thought you would have remembered, John. I mean, it was it was. It was going to be close, but I thought you would have remembered John O'Neill. But Listen, some, you pe- said you didn't. some people go at it, some people never, and some people are a complete Noel Hunter, and that was me. <laughs> there's, there's people that do that every week, though. Neil Poir. Speaking to, speaking to Ali Heather, he's super impressed any t- anybody gets it. <laughs> he can't believe any time people get it because he doesn't get anywhere close to it. But. Aye, but you've got to remember though, Ali's a relatively new follower of the Shed Almighty. Yes, he is. He's probably riding on the 2010 coattails here. He, he is. Anybody before that and he's not going to have a scoop, nah, is he? Nah, nah. So, um, it wasn't a good week last week. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that one bit. <laughs> uh, it's never and the even, best. Uh, even listening... Uh, even listening back to it, it's so lost. Like, now, <laughs> now, I just need to bring this up, right? Because you sent this to me as well. Uh, people were just saying, they, they, weren't, they are no accepting of my thinking time that I need. Correct. That's what the 30 seconds is for. It's hard to think when you're talking to us, there's music playing, I'm unable to focus. Uh, <laughs> but even then, I could have had two minutes. Still no getting it. <laughs> it was still a complete nightmare. Uh, it wasn't an easy end. I, I I could see I could see top shithousery coming into play here. No, I I think it's easy this week. Well, we'll see. So we'll see again. We've we've mentioned this a load of time, right? We've both kind of got this wee short list of players we're probably thinking about or whatever. So I went on to uh, to do the man I was thinking of. Jesus, uh, <laughs> well, you took, know, took a ton. Um, but really, without really needing to dig for shy house clues or even actually any decent clues, I was like, oh, "Nah, I'm going to go for another person." And the person that we're uh, we're about to speak to, say he, um, I thought that's that's the one that'll do. So they must have played fifty games at least. I have to have seen them play 
Five points you get right in the first clue. Four points for the second. Three points for third. Two points for the fourth. One point for fifth. Or like last week, none. <laughs> <laughs> scores right now. Do you remember what they are? There's one point in it. I can't remember what they are, but there's 33 one point. 33 against 34. Okay. So so I'm still winning, regardless. Regardless, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Pressure's yeah. off. Arsehole. It's a free shot. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a free hat. It's a free hat. But my people hated when we say, I said that about the Celtic game, mind. Yes. Free hat of the day. No, this is a free oh, hat. No. My attitude's all wrong, but I'm still saying this is a free hat. <sighs> so, if you haven't listened to uh, to, to last week, um, don't or do, and then realise that the clues are shite. This week, I think it's easy. Like I generally do. The, the listeners will be the judge. And so will I. I, I generally do. So, uh, question number one. Clue number one. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Always. This player... This player started out playing part-time while having a day job as a printer. So this player started out playing part-time while having a day job as a printer. And the music's not playing. That's all right. Uh, well, I've got a name in my head, but oh, there not- we go. There we go. But I'm just basing it on the part-time part. I've no idea about printer. Here we go, he's about to be six points ahead and this has been a complete waste of time. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm thinking, that, I'm thinking that you're taking a big one. Morris Malpass. Morris Malpass? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I should now bother. <laughs> It's not more a small pass. Okay, but he was part time. Mm. But I've, yeah, I think it was maybe because he was a student or something. Clue number two: mm. When this player signed for United, he only managed one appearance in his first season. And this player signed for United, he only managed one appearance in his first season. Hmm. First signed for United, this player only managed one appearance in his first season. Who am I? I'm, I'm nowhere. I've got Chris Erskine running about my head, but it's no him. So I don't can. Clue number three. Yes. He went on to become a regular in the lineup over the next three years and was top scorer in his third season with 18 goals. Went on to become a regular in the lineup for the next three years and was top scorer in his third season with 18 goals. Hmm. 
got an R name. I mean, how's he got a name given the, yeah. the, the, what this is? I mean, the best flow you've had is we, was it's a he. Yeah, I am thinking of. I don't know, I remember being a friend. Simon Murray? He's a plumber, is he? He's a plumber. Uh, okay. Clue number four, to give it away, really. I've got, I'm going to give it away before the final clue. The final clue is, is, is a knowledge bomb, but I've, <laughs> I've made it a clue. Clue number four, do you need a recap, you fine? He was part-time when he signed for United. I never said that. He could be part-time anytime. No, but the first, what was the first clue? This player started out playing part-time. Right, okay. Well, Not when he signed for United. Well, the day job was a printer. When okay. he signed for United, right. he only managed one appearance in his first season. Went up to become a regular over the next three years, was top scorer in his third season with 18 goals. The following season, mm-hmm. he fell out of favour with the manager. You probably work out who the manager is. And he was made available for transfer. But he fought his way back into the team, although began playing deeper to accommodate a certain Duncan Ferguson. And in July 92, he was sold for a fee set by Tribunal of £400,000. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Yes, <laughs> I went blank. You've upped, honestly. Oh, final I've, clue. I've I will kick myself. The thing is, as well, your final clue last week was shy house because it wasn't even a giveaway or a Sean O'Shiel. It was shy. <laughs> Sean O'Shiel. <laughs> Uh, as I said, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm giving you that. No, I mean that. That's a that's a good clue. I just, yeah, I just, I know. You get, and and the reason it's a good clue is because there's so much information in it. It's loads. Uh, but it's just. Oh, I'm going to kick myself. I'm going to kick myself. I, I don't can. I don't want to drag the suit anymore. I don't can. Okay, for a point. Cheesy peeps. So, oh, I really didn't want to give you the last bit now. Because the last bit gives it away, like totally gives it away. Uh, this is gold, and I never knew this, right? Well, I'll probably know Kenny either. But. <laughs> Clue number five. Mm-hmm. In October of 2000, he was barred from playing due to by his club due to the impending trigger of a clause which enforced a one-year extension to his contract. This saw him discuss a possible return to Dundee United, but after United signed Charlie Miller instead, he negotiated a deal to return to first-team action for his club, only to find himself surplus to requirements when a new manager was appointed three weeks later. Oh, no, 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 I've got, here's the final bit I was then giving you. He did eventually return to United after a spell as a football agent. He returned from February 2013 to September of 2015 in a non-player role. I mean... It's just information <laughs> overload there. The first bit is gold. I did not realise it was between him and Charlie Miller. I'll just tell you that now. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's not be too much information. There. Even got just... a, there's not even a counting clock playing. No, right it's now. just. Do you want that again? Yeah, the, the last clue again. Huh? Uh, <laughs> he did eventually return to United. Okay. In a non-playing role hmm. between February 2013 to September 2015. <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely blank here. Yes. Well, right. I, I, I don't can. We could we could string this out, and I might eventually guess it. But that's that's no good podcasting. Right. Okay. I don't can run. I'm I'm sitting on a fat zero today. So, I'll add in two names to that final clue. The manager. Well, we're giving you. The, oh, I'll give you the club. He was playing at Hearts, and Craig Levine come in and bombed him. He then returned to United under Jackie McNamara. Penny still no dropped yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, man, there's nothing in my head right now. Who am I this week? Is. Back in the day, had a t-shirt made that said on it, nobody dances like Wacko Jacko, Darren Jackson. Jackson. Cheesy peeps. Good shout. Decent clues. A lot of information in there. And it, the tribunal now definitely rings a bell, eh? Playing by Duncan Ferson, fell out with Jim McLean. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, there's a big gaping clue there that he did get a runners-up medal in the Scottish Cup 91, of course. But, Hibs. Um, he went to, it was went, Hibs, went the Hibs, tribunal. Tribunal, was went yeah. to Hearts, and then United are apparently going to re-sign him in 2000. I did not know that. I forgot he was uh, he was at the, the Jumbos. Yeah, started at Meadowbank Thistle, wanting as a printer. N- nice one. So I, that- I, I, weird thing was, I was writing it going... Didn't I come through an academy or anything or any of this shite? And obviously, Meadowbank were obviously turned into Livingston yeah. as it was. But um, yeah, he signed in. Uh, he signed for Newcastle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. And he broke his ankle on the foot four why, minutes. That's why he only made one appearance. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was top scorer, but yeah, played behind Duncan Ferguson. Fell out with Jim McLean. He's made available. So there you go. So uh, it's a nil point. That's all right. And uh, I'm, I'm good with that. People are going to be like, how shite is the past two weeks they oh, two guests going to be? Guaranteed. <laughs> Just updating the, the scoring. Oh, wait, there's none. No, so, the, what, how many points was that for with the tribunal amount? Was that for a two point tri- or a three point? The tribunal would have netted you two points. Ah, see, that's that's where I should have got it. Should have, um, yeah, so there you go. So, Darren Jackson, this week's Who Am I? Of course, if you're playing along, don't do a Paul Riley. <laughs> Stick no. the answer out very early. And uh, yeah, if you're playing along at home, don't give away. And uh, don't call it Guess Who. So, <laughs> um, right, so podcast merch. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who continues to support the uh, the podcast by buying some merchandise. Um, I have an apology to make to Sharon, which Paul doesn't know anything about right now. So, um, received an email on uh, on on Friday, and Sean said I uh, I ordered a Pedersen mug, received my parcel today, and it's not the Pedersen mug that I got. I may have missed a joke here, but I'm hoping it was just a mistake uh, from your suppliers. So what's basically happened is because we've changed the t-shirts, we're changing to uh, to suppliers as well for the uh, the podcast and the mugs and everything because it's working out a better deal for everyone all involved, and it's just better. So. Um, 
first the first thing I did was apologize unreservedly said whoa calm calm the ham here what, what's going on uh but she said uh I've I've given you a picture uh of these and I thought that's uh that, that that's great um okay, what does it look like I want to kind of rectify it and uh I'm going to show Paul this yet because he's never seen this so if you can de- describe to me Paul what's on the mug that she received Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a load of boobies. <laughs> it's a, a gang of boobies. <laughs> it's a gang of boobies. Easy peeps. So I'd uh, so I'd said um We 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 can't be associated with something like that, Ron. What what has gone wrong? Well, I mean, given I did laugh and say her, I probably would have sent you that mug. But has Sharon laughed? That's the thing here. Sharon then did laugh. Right, cool. Uh, so Sharon's Sharon, like, well, we can only apologize for the gang of boobies Sharon, that got Sharon posted. said she thought she missed the joke and uh she thought it was quite funny and she was missing something. And uh, I said, no, no, you're not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were missing anything, you've now got a gigantic <laughs> mug of bobbies <laughs> for you to just check it. Easy, peeps. So, uh, so that, that that happened this week. And uh, so, I, yeah, apologize, Sharon, there's a new one. I'll correct one on its way out of the start of apologies. next week. Apologies. Apologies for, for the Richard Foster mug. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's more it's more interesting of uh, of who was who had ordered the Bobby mug and is getting an Eric Pedersen mug. I'm more worried They'll about. be devastated. <laughs> What's going on? They will be devastated. Because he, he is not a Bobby nor a dick. <laughs> no. He is an absolute legend. <laughs> a cult hero, if you will. <laughs> So uh, toadfoxpodcast.com if you uh, want to join the mug raffle and uh, <laughs> maybe get yourself a mug of bobies. Uh, so there we go. Um, yeah, we are continuing to to do our orders. Thank you very much to everyone who has continued to support. <laughs> it might not now, because then again we all get. Uh, and again, if you're buying a t-shirt, do just double check the size and this stuff because the t-shirts are uh, different. They are made by a different company and they are much better than they were. Uh, so just, just, they're not quite Macron, but they can be snug. Yes, they're not quite macron, we'll say that. But yeah. they're still nice. They're, it's a nice material, and I'm not just saying that. They genuinely are a decent T-shirt. Uh, talking of macron, by the way, and uh, I, I kind of throw them under the bus for this, but I found it bloody hilarious, right? So, Big Fraser, who, who listens to the podcast every week, he, uh, I called him Big Fraser. I'm not sure I've ever called him Big Fraser. Uh, but anyway, Fraser. Uh, he, he'd previously bought the Purple Away shirt. Mm-hmm. And like some people, has had to go maybe a size or two just because they're a mm-hmm. bit snug. So he then had a bit of a rant the other day at me because he bought the ho- he must have bought the home shirt because I think they're all doing it like twenty five quid or something. Mm. So he bought the home shirt in the same size he had, and it's a wee bit tighter. So he is lockdown weight. Well, I, I was kind of getting at that, but you know when somebody's just on WhatsApp and it's just typing. He was still typing, so I left him to it. So Is he still typing? Well, he might be. So what he did was, he laid the away shirt out on his bed, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. then laid the home shirt on table and thought, hmm, we're too different, maybe a wee bit different. Mm-hmm. Then gets last year's home shirt, lays that into it. Apparently it's two inches smaller. Now I'm thinking, that's just the wrong says. Yeah. But apparently the home shirt is two inches smaller than the away shirt. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Hmm. So, so I he, definitely had to go up as a, at least one size this, this season. Now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, he, he said the same. He says, oh, you know. But, but similar, like, the, on if you get them from, the, if you walk into the shop then, I think you could know that the shop's open, but when the, the shirts were on sale, you could try them on. But if you get them online, I think a lot of people aren't looking at the sizing charts because I know that we've had a couple of issues with that as well, but... 
yeah, the Macron website tells me I should be triple XL. Yeah. I'm no triple XL normally in any other bloody t-shirt. But you are now. <laughs> but I am in a Macron, yeah. So it's just just check these things before you buy them. Mm. That's the only thing we can say. Aye. And if it's two inches too too wee, then that's no great. There's problems. <laughs> what you should do is if you do need to return it, you can buy two Pedersen t shirts for that. A Pedersen and a Mavondo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just thought I'd mention that. But anyway, um, on this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, 19th April's our focus. Only two games mm-hmm. to tell you about. To be fair, the reason there's only two games because we took a lot of humpings. And that's not what we're about. <laughs> no. This, right? But no. we did. We took a few pumpings. So here's what I've looked at. Um, a game you might remember, Paul's 1975. Oh, I was there. So again, our place in the new Premier League in the following season, UEFA Cup was assured. United played host to Morton in their final home game of the term, aiming at yet another achievement. Fourth top spot on the table was beckoning. United's highest ever placement and a win over Greenwich Morton's side was essential to gain it. This they did but not in the manner hoped for by the fans at Tandice, who had come to expect a high rate of consistency from their favourites all season. Sad to say the home performance was a disappointing one, although to be fair, Ray Baines in the Morton goal had a lot to do with United's failure to cash in further on their domination. The keeper followed all the home attempts until right on the interval, uh, the half-time whistle, Paul Sturrock accepted a grey cross to nod home, what turned out to be the game's only highlight as it finished 1-0. A return to form in 1997 brought the point necessary to secure third spot, although we had come from behind after being reduced to 10 men following the dismissal of Stuart McKimmy five minutes before the interval. His first booking followed dissent at the award of a penalty, which brought the home side opener. Stephen Presley, who ruled himself out of the penalty, was adjured to have pulled Tommy Coyne as he rose to head across across clear and the former United striker swept home the penalty kick. This breathed new life in a previously muted Motherwell performance. However, 10-man United fought back strongly in the second half and deservedly grabbed the equaliser. Presley returned a header back into the danger area and Lars Zetterland was on the end of a header to score with an angular shot from 14 yards which went off at the inside of the post Robbie Winters had a shot in the turn might have notched the winner shortly afterwards but the point was sufficient to confirm United would finish third at the end of the season birthday without any info whatsoever Paul one of your old man's favourite players of recent times is having his birthday who's that player? it's got to be Samuel Stanton. Correct! It's got to be. Signed by Ray McKinnon, went on to make 102 appearances, scoring 12 goals, and you'd probably say we've missed a player of his type since he left. Happy 27th birthday today to Sam Stanton. Of course, of course. And I hope that we mention for the old man uh, who's been having a bit of a tough time the last the last week. He's uh, he's went through some, uh, some horrendous stuff in the last seven to eight days. Uh, I hope that puts a wee smile on his face. Uh, because usually on this one we speak about my dad I'm either ripping the piss at him or sticking him in for no getting us enough pairs at half time or something but uh, he's, he's been through a, a tough time he listens every episode uh, it's tough seeing him struggling with stuff because he's he's the the top man of the family you know he usually just deals with Abdi else's shit so hen, uh, trying to bail him out and, and help him in his time of need has, uh, has been quite difficult but I'm sure that this will put a wee smile on his face some more when he cans at Sam Stanton's birthday.
That's it. That's, that's all we can do. So that's all we can do. Of course. Old, Sa- old Samuel Stanton over in Ireland now, of course. He is. Um, and he probably is the kind of type we would still quite like to have. Possibly, yeah. Uh, oh, I tell you, by the way, one thing I never mentioned, and I know we'd normally finish right now, but um, from the, the, the game on Friday, I thought the boy in DT at the back for four for looked a player. He looks all right. Yeah. Definitely worth a further look. You would think maybe they're already watching him, but seem to stand out a little bit in the crowd. He stood out. He stood out against what we were trying to do. Like we weren't trying to play around him or pass it past him. It was more like just dealing with lumped up buzz to the strikers. So I, I done all right. I think did he not get man of the match? Yeah. Yeah, he, he done well. But uh, good barnet. But he, good beard. Great beard. Great barnet. But he's 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 currently playing for a team that are going to be in League Two. So. Mm. Yeah, maybe worth another look here and there, but that's what the the many many scouts at the club are for. Yeah, and no, obviously, no for me and you. The manager obviously said that they'll look at the the Scottish Championship and that. I mean, I think you're looking at boys like Connor Shields and Regan Henry, the boy Todorov at Inverness. Is Scott, did you get Billy Dodge was Inverness's assistant? I did not know that. Uh, no, he stays up there. I didn't know he was the assistant. assistant. No. I did not know that. Um, certainly, they, he scored again. I think yesterday the boy a dolphin um, Hamlet. I mentioned a couple of times, mm. and I really like Kabamba mainly because I could play La Bamba. And yeah. he scores a goal. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, so. If the club are looking for a, a scouting network, we've done it. <laughs> but you've done it. I, I'm no. I'm not signing off on any of these players. So get them signed, and job will be done. Correct. And well, I was nearly said we'd sponsor them. No, no, we're not sponsoring Jeez. boys. We're not making that much money. Jesus peeps. Anyway, right, double dunter this week. We're on league duty away to Kelly on Wednesday. Then we face Aberdeen away in the Scottish Cup quarterfinal at the weekend. How do you think it's going to go? Let us know on social media. We are at Dode Fox Podcast. Do have a great week. Do keep your distance. Wear a mask. And don't forget, as always, as the light at the end of the tunnel gets closer and closer and closer and closer, keep washing your hands and your arsehole. Oh,